What's up, everybody? A new week is upon us. We are back to everybody's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name's Nick Rose. My name's Paul Rose. And Paul, I gotta tell you, dude, when life gives you lemons, squirt someone in the eye. <laughs> Let's hit the theme. Alright guys, we are back. How's it going, Paul? Good. I've been play uh you got me that new Splatoon 2 Octo expansion. I did, I did. How is it how are you liking it? Ooh, I'm loving it. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, you are incredible at Splatoon, by the way. Oh, thank you. So I tried Splatoon a while ago, years ago, because I was gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And I was not a fan. I thought this is like the worst game I've ever played. I'm not purchasing this. Yeah. And you bought it, and you're like, Dad, play with me. And I go, I do not want to play this game. It is awful. You know what I find myself doing late at night when you go to bed? Playing it. I'm trying to level up my character so I can keep up with you. (laughs) But it is lots of fun. Yeah. So um, this morning I actually got an email, speaking of which, um, I actually have some codes for you I'm going to give you. Okay. You've unlocked a bunch of, like, uh, clothing and other things for the the shop in Splatoon, and I got some free codes for you. Nice. Yeah. So that's a cool intro. What else have you been up to, man? Not much. What about you? Well, um... I'm not sure I told you. We got I got to take your mom to go see Jurassic World. Yeah. So I know I took you guys. She couldn't make it, and I left the seat empty anyway, even though I purchased her ticket. Uh, crazy woman. But anyway, we went um, last weekend, and she loved it just as much as you guys did. Nice. Yeah. Um, man, what else have we been up to lately? Not not going to Waterworld so much this week because I have been exhausted Work is killing me, dude. Yeah. It is It is making me super tired. Um, I got some. New, I got a new disc, though, um, and we haven't done disc golf in a while. I wanted to go today, but it is so hot outside. We are cooped up in our nice, cool basement uh, trying to stay, stay cool from the weather because it's a hot one, man. And when it's like that, I don't want to get out and, and do nothing. But I have been wanting to play disc golf. Yeah, me, me too. You too? Um, you ever you seen any good movies lately? Um... I don't... Oh, yeah. Uh, we watched Venom. Venom. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on Venom? I thought it. I thought that it was pretty good. Good. You, you liked it? Yeah. So, here's the thing, dude. Venom is one of the coolest Spider-Man villains of all time, I think. <laughs> yeah. And when they announced they were doing Venom, and it, it's not part of the MCU, so it's like its own in association with Marvel, because everybody's got those stupid rights things that you can't actually have a full-on movie, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so... I avoided it. I didn't want to watch it for so long. And here we are now. Um, I don't know. It's been out a couple years. I enjoyed watching it with you guys. Me too. It was really good. And I think it's... Has, has it interested you in, in watching more Spider-Man comic book stuff? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went to the library yesterday and I got uh, some of the Spider-Man comics. Heck yeah, dude. I like those. Um, <clears throat> I'm waiting to watch the second Venom. Because we haven't seen that yet. The, the Was it Total Carnage? or uh, Let There Be... Let There Be Let Carnage. Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, I want to watch that one. But um, with our summer schedules and stuff like that, I only get to see your mom like one day a week now. Like literally because we're always just in passing. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm trying to wait until we get a night together so we can all watch uh, 
the the Venom movie because we got Morbius too, <laughs> and I haven't seen Morbius. He's another really awesome Spider-Man villain, and I know I showed you guys the cartoon the other day. Yeah, uh, you and your sister. Uh, what else, man? Hmm. I don't. I think that that's all. That's pretty much it, huh? We've we've been kind of slacking lately. You know what? I got us a new game. Um, what a couple days ago? The new Ninja Turtles game. Oh yeah, dude! Shredder's Revenge. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. It, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you get to play as uh all four Ninja Turtles, uh, including and uh, dang it. April and Splinter? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, so it, it's in the style of the old original Ninja Turtle arcade game from back in the day when I was a kid. Except this is a brand new game that just came out. Yeah. The music in it is killer. <laughs> the graphics remind me of the olden days when I would rent games. And I have the original Ninja Turtle game for the NES. Ooh, where is it? Oh, it's in a, it's in a case um, oh. in the other room. But <clears throat> there was three games. And I've got all three. That was a big crash upstairs. Yeah. Um, your sister's jumping around up there. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, dude, we've been playing that. We got through, like, what, the first 12 levels on, like, the first day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I loved it. So, um, with all that, man, we've been doing Waterworld and movies, mm-hmm. trying to stay nice and cool. Uh, I guess there's really not much else going on, is there? No, you haven't been practicing your drums, dude. I miss hearing uh, your drums. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. I haven't practiced my guitar, so I'm not one to talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so should we just jump right in, man? You into some spooky stuff today? Yeah. Okay, do you know what we're talking about today? No. <clears throat> you remember the mansion I was telling you about? Oh, yeah, the Patterson Inn. The Patterson Inn, yes. So um, before we get into that, we are one week away from Comic-Con. Yes. I got to say that, too. So with Comic-Con coming up, they're going to have all kinds of cool um, new stuff because they got bought out by a company called Fan Expo, yeah. which makes it bigger and better than we've ever seen before. Better guests. Um, we have tickets, dude. We're going to meet the cast of Lord of the Rings. Oh, cool. I know. And your mom is super obsessed with Elijah Wood. Always has been. And um, we got we got some pictures. We're she's take been joking about uh, him being her second husband, but then she's been saying it so much. I think it's, I think that she's being serious. Yeah, she's kooky, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, we're gonna meet um, Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, which we've met before in the past. He's awesome. Who's that? Uh, Bob from Stranger Things. Oh, cool. Um, he was also in Encino Man. Nice. Uh, he's in The Goonies. Cool. Uh, and he is uh, Sam in Lord of the Rings. Nice. Yeah, we got, uh, we're going to see Kevin Smith, which, okay, that's a lifelong dream for me. Yeah. I've met Jason Mewes. He's amazing. He's a, he's a kind, cool dude, right? I've talked to Kevin on Twitter multiple times. I've seen every movie. Like, I know Kevin's life, like. Yeah. Like pretty well, and I've never got to meet him in person. So next week, dude, I get to have a picture with him no and way. the cast of Clerks. So super excited about that. Um, but the reason I'm bringing that up right now is I guess they're going to have a panel on some haunted spots in Colorado. Yeah. And one of the haunted spots they're going to talk about is what we're going to be talking about today, which is the Patterson Inn Mansion, which is also known as one of the most haunted mansions in Colorado. Is it like a hotel? <clears throat> um, let's find out, man, because, uh, let's see, I'm going to read something to you today, okay? I'm going to read this uh, from a website. It says, the Patterson Inn is located in Denver, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Huh, weird. <laughs> and at one point, in, and was at one point in time the home of some of Denver's most wealthiest and notable people. Today, the mansion serves as an inn for those who are visiting Denver, for, Denver from all over America and even the world. This historic mansion sits in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of the city and is close to the Colorado State House. But you may not realize... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm off my game today. What you may not realize is that the neighborhood itself is known for being haunted. And the Patterson Inn itself is said to be right in the middle of it all. This neighborhood is attractive to many, but at night it reveals a completely dark side to it. And so we're going to discuss the Patterson Inn and, and its early beginnings and dive into why it's haunted. Nice. Okay. So in the early years, the Patterson Inn was first known as the Croak Patterson or the Croak Patterson Campbell Mansion. That's a mouthful right there to say, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was built in 1890 out of sandstone. Um, the home contained a total of 10 bedrooms and 9 bathrooms at completion. And at the time, the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Denver was dubbed Millionaire's Row since the desired land was attractive to many wealthy people who wanted to live on a piece of prime land near the Colorado State House. Soon, many homes would be, soon be constructed... Uh, throughout the last decades of the 19th century, the home was originally built for Thomas Croak, a son of an Irish immigrant who later built a department store business from the ground up. And after making enough money, he decided to purchase land in the Capitol Hill area to build a home for himself and his family. And Croak decided to build the home based on a 16th century French castle. Uh, Croak had commissioned an architect uh, to build the home. <clears throat> And him and the, the architect were responsible for the design and construction of a handful of houses that were located in the immediate vicinity um, of what became the new home for the Croak family. Uh, however, in a bizarre turn of events, Croak decided to sell the home six months after living in it. Uh, he had moved in shortly after his wife's passing, uh, but the death of his mother made Croak assume that the house that he wanted to live in was somehow cursed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, he sold the home to Thomas Patterson, who was a known journalist who later became a prominent attorney and politician. Uh, Patterson wanted a home that symbolized his success. The newly constructed mansion became that home for him. Once Croak handed ownership over to Patterson, the latter began making it home for the family that was devoted to, that he was devoted to. <clears throat> and Patterson's daughter would later assume ownership of the home after her father's passing. Um, so she was married to Richard Campbell, so that's the inclusion of the Campbell name. Wow. I know. It's a lot of info, dude. Yeah. The, ma- the mansion was sold later and converted into a radio station for a short time before it was changed into an apartment building sometime later. Uh, despite having many changes and renovations that, it, that have occurred throughout the early 20th century, the story of hauntings have arisen and probably still do to this day. So is it still haunted or cursed? Probably. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, if so, what events could have occurred at the house that could have written... Perhaps a sordid past for one of Denver's most beautiful and oldest houses. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so here's some of the hauntings that um, they've mentioned. Sorry. The stories and apparent hauntings of the home can be dated back to the time when Thomas Croak sold the home. And it was said that Croak may have sold the home quickly after living in it briefly due to the death of his wife and mother in a span of a couple years. And some say that Croak had consistently felt feelings of unease while being inside the home. Those who have visited the home in the past have witnessed seeing the movement of mysterious figures and even the spirit of a woman who was apparently helping a pregnant woman. I want to go. <clears throat> yeah, sounds pretty crazy. Uh, some have seen the same woman who may have been Thomas Patterson's wife. Uh, there have also been some who have heard the phantom sound of dogs barking upstairs. 
Um, however, no dogs were said to be found. And the story behind this was two Doberman dogs who were trapped in a room inside the house. There had been no apparent reason behind why they were confined. <clears throat> however, the dogs were said to have met their demise after they had both jumped outside an upstairs window and fell to their deaths. What? I know. It's messed up. It is messed up, man. Some of some may have even slighted what have uh, cited what it may have been the ghost of Thomas Patterson himself, who died in the nineteen twenties. Do they have any details of what they looked like? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to keep looking on that one. So over time, there have been rumors of phantom sounds and other spirits that may have taken residence inside the home. One paranormal expert said that there had been a story about a baby that could be heard crying in a downstairs basement. What would a baby be doing in the basement? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, some of it, some have said there has been fan, um, phantom noises of hysterical crying coming from the same room. And word has it that a child may have died in the home. The mother was so visibly distraught that she buried the child somewhere inside the basement without ever having anyone know and uh, what, what might have happened. Whoa. And how the child died is unclear. So that explains why there's a child in the basement. Oh Whether the stories that lead to these apparent hauntings is true or not, uh, one thing is for certain, and that's considered to be one of the most haunted places in Denver. Since it happens to be in one of the potentially haunted neighborhoods in the city, uh, could it be the ghosts from down the road moved into the Patterson Inn and stayed, overstayed their welcome? No. Maybe. So here's the deal with, uh, with Capitol Hill. <clears throat> and that's not to be confused with Capitol Hill in D.C. The neighborhood is located in the immediate vicinity of the Colorado State House. And by the time the Colorado uh, Colorado entered the Union in 1876, the land owned by Henry Brown for more than a couple decades had yet to be occupied. Brown was discouraged that many of the homes were being built in the eastern half of the city, and it would be another 10 years until the Colorado State Capitol building was soon built. In 1886, Brown's fortunes would change after the land near the Capitol would increase exponentially in value. Uh, so this is just like some history on uh, on that. So, um, yeah, um, in conclusion there, the Patterson Inn might be a place worth staying while you're in the Denver area. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? You might be able to encounter a spirit of your own outside your room or before you even walk out of the house to explore the Mile High City. Uh, while there isn't a guarantee that you'll encounter something of the paranormal kind, it shouldn't discourage you to go on an adventure of a lifetime. I want to go there. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. It's actually only a couple miles away from us. Ooh. <clears throat> it's pretty close. Nice. Um, so here I have a couple stories here. Uh, there's the caretaker in the carriage house. Um, so the carriage house has a whole different energy than the main house. And it's interesting because um, there's a spirit in the carriage house of an Irish caretaker. And both the Pattersons and the Crokes were of Irish descent. And so the ghost, um, I, I don't know what's going on with the ghost, but there's apparently a ghost that lives in the, the carriage house. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Uh, the ghost of Kate Patterson helping a pregnant woman. There was a, a ghost um, of there. We've heard about that. <clears throat> yep. Um, there's opening and closing of drawers in the... So um, this... So the same woman's husband had uh, an office up on the third floor. There was a desk in between the two little closets, and they had a couch on the right-hand side. And uh, he always had the door, drawers locked. And she said that you could sit on the couch and watch the drawers open and close and open and close. And then you'd get up, and they're still locked. So ghosts are, like, immune to locks? Pretty much, dude. Cool. Uh, they also had an attempted exorcism in the house. An exorcism is where people try to get rid of the ghosts, right? Demons, dude. Demons. 
Yes. Um, Phantom Voices. Okay. <clears throat> uh, there was, there was uh, let's see, what else was there? Superhuman Wind. Um, blowing things around in there. Wind. <laughs> 75 pounds of, of uh, wind. Whoa. Uh, yeah. The Suicidal Guard Dogs, who you can still hear barking and, and kind of see in the shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we have the woman at the top of the stairs. Um, no one knows if it's the wife or not, but apparently people have seen a woman standing at the top of the stairs of the mansion. Nice. Do you think she might have died there? I think it could be the wife. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So uh, there's there's just a little quick tidbit of the mansion. What do you think of that? That was really good. Yeah. Uh, we went up to the library yesterday and got some haunting books. So um, we're going to have a ton more um, haunting paranormal episodes coming up. Yeah. There hopefully were, soon. There were a bunch of stories in there. Yeah. Um, man, this is kind of a short episode, but I mean, that's all we really have yeah. this week. It's kind of been an uneventful week, but, um, yeah, there's some chilling stories for you to keep you entertained for a little while. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So is it time for our trivia? <laughs> okay, let's do some trivia. Let me hit the theme song. You know what that theme song means. It is time to get a little bit wiser and a little bit older. So, Paul, turn over to the trivia question. Let's remind everyone of last week's uh, question and answer. Okay. Last week's trivia question was how many taste buds does the average human tongue have? Mm -hmm. The answer was 10,000. That is quite a bit. I never realized that. Hmm. What do you have for me this week, buddy? Um, start, I mean, Comic-Con is coming up, so uh, I thought of a Star Wars-related question. Oh, I love it. I love Star Wars. In Star Wars, who acted as Queen Amidala's decoy? Buddy, that is a really good question. So you're referencing Phantom Menace. Yeah. Episode 1. Let me let me repeat that for you. Who acted as Queen Amidala's decoy? Good question. Okay, so with that, you can answer the question on Facebook at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. You can also email us at justokpod at gmail.com. You can also listen to the show for free every Sunday night. Well, it comes out Sundays, but you can listen to it whenever. That's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah. We are on SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, uh, what else? Audible and Amazon Music. Yep. So uh, with all that uh, good jazz, hopefully that's enough entertainment to keep you going for a week. Uh, there's hundreds of episodes out there, literally. <laughs> so you got anything else to add, buddy? No. No? No. Okay, then. Well, uh, this is the show, then. Have yourselves a week, and we will catch you guys next time.